Gentlemen, you realize what we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it! You've got Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? Edison, you were incredible last night. Edison has two loves in his life. Good morning. Ah! He's vertical. One love is surfing. Look out for the rocks! The other is invented. A slurpy cup with a heater on it. What? This way, no brain freeze. Yeah. It's a blow dryer for ball guys. The trouble is, no one is by. We still got plenty more stuff. Ow! The rent is due. I want my money now! And there's only one way to get it. A job. Like a job job? I'm not cut out for these entry-level positions. But he's about to meet someone. Hey, what about? Training boards! You got a good head on your shoulder. Weird hair, but a good head. <laughs> Who's going to change his life by dropping dead. I leave my entire sock holdings to my new friend. Now, McMillan Industries has a new leader. <gasps> no stickies! Here they are! And he's having a ball. Has anyone? Get back in there and change! You're no fun. What the hell is going on? Very good day. Settling into the busy executive life, I see. To play with the big boys. Okay, I'm going to check with my advisor on that. He's taking control. As brand new chairman of the board, I'm now making every Wednesday afternoon Luau Wednesday! Outsmarting the competition. I call it the clubfoot. And adding a whole new spark to his life. American business is about to go into the red. Carrot Top is... Certifiably insane. Chairman of the board. Look out! Don't worry, I got an emergency break! Is, is he going to be okay? Don't worry, I'm an expert at CPR. Yay! Yay! Hello and welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom, once again brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And boy, oh boy, have we got the comedy of the decade for you guys today. We watched Chairman of the Board, thanks to 1980, excuse me, 1998. 98, yeah. Yeah, a movie starring Carrot Top, for those of you who are not familiar with it. Why... Yeah, and if that doesn't sell itself, it's the Carrot Top movie. <laughs> it really is. That's that's all it is. I mean, you don't you could have called it that, and it, it still made just as much money. Adina, you look pissed right no, now. Oh my god, I hated this movie. Yeah, this was a rough time. So rough. I guess to open up, had either of you seen the movie beforehand? Yeah. I know. I Every know you, time you, you ask this question, I have to. Fuck no, Jack. No. Yeah, I well, had. You had. Why? You knew about <laughs> this. And you didn't god. tell us. Yep. For the love of God, why the fuck did you see this movie? Why did you warn us? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You knew. Dick. Let's put it this way. I had forgotten most of it. Oh, most of it. No, l- remember. You just remember I- the good parts. <laughs> 
No, I once again, I I grew up in small town Georgia. My video store was my only gateway to the outside world. I watched a lot of bad movies. Oh my! And Lord. this was one of what, them. Was Encino Man checked out? What the hell is it? I no, I saw that one too, and much like that one, I wish I had never seen it. Had you seen it? No. I hadn't. I I hadn't even seen Caratop stand up until I knew of it. I knew of his shtick, but I'd never actually seen his stand up until this movie came up and I watched a little bit of it just to compare and Oh Jack, Carrot Top's comedy is not your kind of comedy. No, it's not. It is no. not your kind of comedy. No, and this guy sells out in Vegas still. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how. I don't I don't either. I don't know how like I, I will I will admit, like back in the day when he first came on the scene, it was it was different. Yeah. It was different than what everybody else was doing, and it had it had its moment in the sun, and then much just as quickly as he came on the scene, he just sort of went away until he started making movies. He was well, trying to read. It was like Gallagher. strike while the iron is hot. Well, he became he also popular. Got really buff. Yeah. He turned into like this. Well, that was dude. that was much surgery. later than this yeah, time period. But it was like. You know, yes, I'm I'm yeah. of the same mindset. Like when he came out, I know I liked him and whatever, but it was like he wasn't my favorite. Um, and what I appreciate about him, it was like his because not he did not do this in the movie by any stretch of the imagination, but his comedy routine, like when he was first hitting, it was it's prop comedy. It's all prop comedy. He would just reach into his bucket of props. And pull out a prop and then make a, a stupid pun. Just say what it is. Involving yeah. the prop. Right. Yeah. And But the thing is, is that it did not matter if the joke landed or not. It was rapid fire punchline, 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 punchline. That was his act. And that's what made it so funny is, is that he just kept going. Even if people were like, boo, he right. just kept going. He didn't acknowledge them at all. And so, and then when a joke would hit, suddenly everybody would just lose their shit, and it was funny again. So it was just this weird thing. He was popular for a while. He started making movies, and then that's when everything went to hell because these movies were horrible. And the thing is, the prop comedy thing that can't translate over to a feature film. No, which is what they tried to do to some extent in this movie, and it just didn't work at all. Yeah, well, they tried to piece the story together based on the right. shtick, but as best as they could. But it doesn't translate. It, no, you just not can't at do all. it. This movie's proof of it. Fuck oh, yeah. me. All right. Well, Zip, do you have the IMDb description on this uh, dumpster of assholes? <laughs> uh, so here we go. Chairman of the board, starring Carrot Top uh, from 1998. A surfer becomes the head of a major company. The end. <laughs> That's what it says. If only we were over that easily. Well, it's true. Uh, so Except that does for the happen. Part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and let's let's get back to that. The title of the movie is Chairman of the Board. He's a surfer. He's a surfer. Yes. Do you get it? It's Chairman of the Board. Yes, and that Surfboard. is that that that, that was and, and there goes the support cat. Yeah. No, and that is the the poster for the movie. What? Because I do remember that as well when it came out. Is the the hallway of the company flooded with water, and he is riding a surfboard through it. I I never thought I'd say this on this podcast, but we open with another baby inside a womb oh, talking. Right, and it and was so narration, weird. and it was stupid and ridiculous. 
Yeah, so his mother's pregnant. We meet our main character as a baby, Edison. He has like Chucky from Rugrats type hair going yes. on. Even, and yeah. he's an got infant like, in the womb. He's got and like, he looks like a freaking toddler. Yeah, thank you. It's like a baby genius is like yes. baby. It's not an infant. This yeah. is a toddler in somebody's womb with test well, tubes and Bunsen burners. He has and an entire chemistry set in the womb with yeah. him where he uh. is doing experiments. Can we not talk about that, though? Like the fact that this baby, like he was carried for 20 months. Like, Basically, it's, yes. It's, it's ridiculous. And yeah, you're right. He has props and gadgets and stuff in there. What is that? Just like come out with a placenta? I mean, not to it's, put that I, visual in there, but like what the hell? Well, we don't know because he, through his experiments, he causes an explosion which makes him come flying out of his mother that's how he is delivered he used to hear a small explosion and then you see like what is a little baby feet flying across the room and he crashes through the wall and you get and, the imprint of him through the wall yeah and you got the wild coyote moment yeah. of his outline out in the says, wall it's a boy and then yeah we have our opening credits which is set to like a rube goldberg machine which was kind of cool yes uh, and then mm-hmm. it goes away I'm all, I'm a fan of it Rube only Goldberg comes back machines. One more time, yes. but it's way too late. Yeah, Rube yeah. Goldberg machines fucking rock. Then it ends quickly because through the rest of the credits, we just have a bunch of shots of I guess California, the beaches of California, people surfing, right? You know, weird angled shots. You know, it's very playing, weird angles. Playing some yeah. nice butt rock, <laughs> and and then we get to Edison's house, which has all of this crap out in the front yard. Yeah. It's the the surfer Haven redneck something. It's, it's like if Pee Wee Herman I mean, was going through a divorce. It looks oh so can Oh, can we talk about how much this movie rips off Pee Wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> right. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. So many shots and moments are taken straight from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I was half yeah. expecting somebody to have stolen a surfboard. Right. Yeah. Right. Seriously. And that probably would have been a far more interesting movie. But it keeps shoving down our throats throughout the movie. I mean, that uh, he's an inventor, so he makes a bunch of weird ass gadgets. And right. his his first thing we see of his is is this mailbox of his. It's a shark, and the mailman comes by, puts the mail in there, and the shark just like gobbles it up and spits yeah, it's got out really piece sharp of paper. teeth and just and spits all the paper out. How is this motherfucker not in jail right now? Like, can you imagine like how many jury summons he's avoided? Like, again, already we're entering the the realm of nonsense and again i know this is a comedy but fuck you yeah but yeah this this house is an eyesore and what exactly what homeowners association allowed this Actually, oh no especially since we find out in in a few minutes from now that his landlord is constantly at fi- trying to find a way to get rid of him there you go right there right throw him out there are three of them <laughs> they got two, he's got two roommates he's Can got I... two roommates what the fuck do they do right because they're always on him about paying the rent but do they not have jobs no yeah, either they no. don't no they don't they, they don't sit work. around and wait for him to take right, care so of they everything blame him and then can i just ask you something why the fuck does this woman have a goddamn talk box I was she offended by it. that. That woman has a great speaking voice. I can't remember the actress is Estelle something. I want to say her name I, is. Yeah, she's a great character actress, and Estelle they Harris. had her. Thank you. Yes, and they had her with a talk box, but there was nothing wrong with her throat, and so I, I, I mean, I was like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Why does she have a talk box? In fairness, she's the only person in this movie with an invention that actually because, fucking works. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, And you finally get the explanation. Well, not really an explanation, but something that's supposed to, I guess, give away why she's using one. Is But you don't see it until towards the very end is when she takes – when she lights up a cigarette 
and smokes the entire thing in one breath. Cool. Only took 95 minutes. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is like That doesn't even actually explain it, but I guess that they finally realized, oh, we have to put something in here to say why she is using a vocoder yeah, well, to actually no. speak. But, yeah, no. But no, it doesn't work at all. No, I agree. Yeah. And it, and it and makes no is, sense because she doesn't... Bitch. She is. Yeah. Thank and you. She, she brings in people to look at the house while they're still there. What? Well, while he's showering. While he's in the shower. Yeah. He's in the Who shower. Does that? I, I, oh my God. There's. Uh, it doesn't. It, no, it makes absolutely it no, no sense, sense for her doing that because if she wants to get him out, that's fine. Whatever. If you don't want him there, but you're showing your prospective tenants a naked dude in the shower, and you expect them to be like, "Oh yeah, let me just go ahead and buy the property now and take it off your head." No, that's not sales. What's that to and, accomplish? And then actually pulls the shower curtain back. And right. shows he's obviously goods in there. We're yeah. not so goods, but right. you know, yeah. And so then he comes out, and the other roommates are there, and we proceed to see a bunch of his inventions. Yeah. Right. The anatomically correct fanny pack, which the, one of his roommates' dogs on, yet he's wearing it. Yeah, he just got back it. from surfing, and he's still wearing it. So, yeah, I it's just, stupid, but apparently not to him. I I just don't I don't understand. Any of this? Well, they tell him that he that he, oh, he has to pay the rent next because they're three months behind, but that it was his turn to pay. But you know, there's three roommates total, so that means each of them should be responsible for a month's rent. For a month, right. exactly. Yeah. But they, you're exactly right. Well, like we said earlier, they sit the entire time on their asses, letting their well, friend carry them, expecting him to do everything for them. Right. They take no responsibility at all. None. They do nothing to go out and like. Well, maybe we should all get jobs. Right. No, right. they just... It's they, all, it's they all put on Carrot Top. They put up with him and his inventions and expect him to pay for everything. So that's right. the initial conflict of the movie. These poor three upper-class guys can't afford their nice beachside house in California with like that's like 2,000 square feet at least. Yeah. yeah. And they're, and they're worth... I don't, I don't understand what purpose these two guys serve. I, I don't They're, they're horrible friends... They're not even friends. No. They're just roommates. Like, but they serve no purpose for anything in the entire story except, except just to be yeah, there. Yeah. Do they ever even say at any point that they ever made money? I mean, they, they no. pull the resources and they have some cash, but we hear nothing of what they do for a living. No, no nothing. nothing. But and as far I mean, as they, concerned, they, all they do is surf. Yeah, because they constantly have free time. It's always in the middle of the day when we see them, and they're always in their surfing outfits. Right. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. We never see them do anything else except sit at the house and bitch and moan that he's not paying the rent. And we don't even know what Carrot Top does because he has all these He can't keep a job. Well, right. He keeps investing he keeps it in this. He tries to be a crash test dummy. Oh, God. Right. Yeah, the job montage. And then a condom tester. He gets laid a lot, and I still don't know why. I don't either. I mean, he's not likable. There's nothing about him that's interesting. Mm. Uh, I, I appreciate his eagerness and his enthusiasm about his inventions. And we never hear about his parents. Like, he talks about how nobody supports him in his inventions. So once he's born, his parents are out of the picture. We never hear about them. So we don't know if they're Yeah, some- that's it. I mean, we skip straight from the stupid birth scene to present day, and we never hear anything about what his parents. Right. So did, was he discouraged as a kid? Whatever. You know, there's nothing about this. So know. there's I, no character development. I wouldn't want Edison for a son either. And Yeah, and so he's trying to find a job, and he can't. Well, and he also goes out for Annie. That's how he expects oh, to support himself. Yeah, he auditions this, for the role of Annie. That's and the, the other girls that he's up against beat the shit out of him. Why? 
I don't like, know. Like, because he says, like, it's my turn next, because he's the next in line. They're like, no, it's not. And then they're like, get him, girls. They beat the shit out of him. I mean, it's nice they beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I, but, but then he gets on stage, and then he just sings, and he sucks at singing, and so he obviously doesn't get the part. So what was the entire purpose of that, other than, ha-ha, little girls beating up a grown-ass man wearing address i have no idea which was horrifying it was horrible that's the only reason that because that's not the only time it happens in the movie i know and that and that's another thing it's like it's what was this movie for him to be wearing a dress and because he already has red hair yeah. and was it a kid's movie like i couldn't no really, let's yeah. do an age check this movie is rated pg what because i, I don't know who it was for at all, uh, because it's so court- cartoonish. It's got sound effects like we've seen, right. you know, with Ed and all that kind of stuff. It's got all this stuff, but then it's got some humor, like crude humor, sexual humor. Yeah. That is, he works at a condom testing I mean, factory. No. And boned the boss's daughter. Exactly. That's how he tested the condoms. Right. Uh, this it was rated PG-13. Yeah. And that's exactly who this movie was made for, 13-year-old boys. Like, I mean, seriously, think about it. No, I know. That's exactly what the, who this movie was like, made can for. I, can I just be like the cutoff age for ticket sales for that movie? That, that, was that, <laughs> so while driving, while driving to his next job, he stops to help this old man fix his car, which begs the question, because let's just cut ahead a little bit. He actually fixes the car, apparently, right. off, off camera. Kind of. But how is it? Well, yeah, we'll get to that. But <laughs> why isn't this guy a mechanic? Why isn't he? Cause that's he, what I thought. Yes, I mean this guy has some skill, and and right. let's just say, can we just say that the old guy that he helps is Jack Warden? Yes, and hobo in a barn, everybody. So this is my hobo, and again, look, he's not in the movie much, but he's all over the Why movie. Why does he keep showing up in movies that make me angry? I know, right? But he's <laughs> the only person in this movie who knew what movie he was in. There, there were there are a couple other performances we're going to talk about later that I really really enjoyed actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jack Warden is my hobo in a barn, and and he he uh, spoiler alert he dies. Um, but uh, sorry, <laughs> but no, so that happens like three minutes. Yeah, later. yeah. So Carrot Top Edison fixes his car. He helps this guy. So he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But that's all we get. And that was the same question I had. Why isn't he a mechanic? If he can build things and fix things, why doesn't he have a steady job doing those things and then having his inventions on the side? Right. And to be devil's advocate, I guess I'd probably have some issues with a, uh, hiring a guy when I saw him take bits and pieces out of my own car mm-hmm. and leave it on the side of the road before driving off with it. But uh, Yes. Yeah. You know, movie logic. Yes. And I will say to that, to piggyback off of you, I did like one moment that Jack Warden had in this movie when he gets in Edison's car when they're just talking and socializing. And Edison pulls out this juicer that he has built into his car and makes him like a drink with an umbrella in it. And Jack Warden just knocks it out of the way like, get that shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he reaches over to grab the drink and knocks, knocks the, umbrella the umbrella out. out. Yes. Carrot Top has destroyed this man's car and and drinks his oil, but it's still running apparently. Yes. And they decide to celebrate this by going out and partying on the beach and surfing. Because of course the old man surfs. Of course yes. he does. But they find out that they have a lot in common. That that uh, and his name is Armin, um, yeah. and he was he's an inventor too. Correct. And so he believes in Edison. You know, Edison talks to him about how nobody's ever believed in me. Jack Morden just believes in him and his inventions and wants him to continue to do what he does. Because he's a dreamer, just yeah, like he was. exactly. And he looks at all of Carrot Top's ideas, and he praises it before he actually even looks at them. Because right. it cuts away to the actual book opening. It's like a it's pop-up, a pop-up book. book. Which was kind of cool. But like he has to, like before the book's all the way open, he's like, this is a really good idea. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow, way to be sincere, Jack Warden. <laughs> That's just a fault into the editing. So, yeah, as you said. 
said, the old man ends up croaking because Carrot Top gets a letter in the mail saying, you know, hey, go to this guy's funeral. It's, you know, the will reading, etc. Okay, well, let's set it up. So we meet some more characters in this scene. It is viewing. We meet Bradford, uh, played by Larry Miller. Yes, Larry the poor Miller. man's Charles Grodin. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> guy do, is way more charismatic than Charles Grodin. I Come like on. Charles Grodin, and I do like Larry Miller a lot. Larry Miller, yeah. you always know where you're at with mm-hmm. Larry Miller. That's yeah. no, absolutely. You always know. Absolutely. So yeah, you know he's going to be a bad guy. You know he's going to be a dick, and um, you love him for it. He had some lousy yeah. lines in this movie, but oh he God. actually sold them pretty well. He did exactly. He so did. That's, yeah, and then we see. Uh, Courtney Thorne Smith. She plays Miss I'm going to inherit the company and take over at the end of the movie when everything is resolved right. because her last name is Stockwell. Yes. And then, and then Raquel Welch. Yeah. Yes. They got her for this. Yeah, which, you know, she wasn't bad, y'all. And she's still, I mean, she's fucking gorgeous. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with pretty much any movie that Raquel, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to scratch that. I'm not okay with this movie at all, but I was okay with Raquel Welch. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let's let's. So, Bradford is the nephew of Armand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie is. What is her role at the actual company itself? She's. I, I think she's like a director of development or something. We never really know. Yeah, but she yeah. is a, a high management. Yeah, she's on the for board. Sure. Right she must be honcho. right underneath um, Bradford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Raquel Welch's character is the owner of a company that wants to take over. Armin's company. Yeah. Right. And they, they're in, they're in collusion early on. Like he, 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 she tells him, you know, she'd be willing to offer him $30 million in exchange for the company. If he gets as much from the will as he expects. Yeah. Bradford is certain that he's getting the company. That he's getting the controlling shares. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, we cut back to Edison who needs a tie. And so he literally goes to another corpse with their coffin open and starts taking the tie off and like getting on top of it and like beating the shit out of a corpse. Yeah, because he's just, he grabs the tie and just starts yanking on it. He's not trying to take the tie off at all. Right. He just grabs the tie and starts yanking on it. Right. And so then he starts I, beating his and then chest. climbs up on the the coffin and continues to. So are we supposed to like him or not? Hell no. Right. Like that, and that was my whole problem with this movie. Is like I never knew how I was supposed to feel about him. Are, isn't he? Isn't he our protagonist? Right. The movie tries to play it off like he's a he's an absent-minded genius of some kind, but there are so many things, especially something coming up that's not absent-minded and idiotic. It's just mean-spirited. Like he comes into the actual funeral, the the viewing for Armand, mm-hmm. and they have this thing called the Eternal Flame that's like at the front of the uh, in front of his coffin, right. and Edison ends up accidentally extinguishes it. And his his attempt to fix it involves him turning the gas up and then trying to set the fire again. Which why turn the gas on? It was fine the way it was. Just get a lighter like you had before, and then just right. light it as it was. Yeah, I have no idea. What was the purpose of that? I have and then, no idea. So they're passing around his ashes. And can we just please – okay, you know, any writers out there, any comedic writers out there who are wanting to write the perfect comedy, please, you know what, as a challenge to you, have a scene with a funeral. Have a scene with a with an urn being passed around full of someone's ashes. Do so, but don't let it end up hitting somebody in the face or spilled all over like some old lady or something right. stupid. And it's and then offensive. It's a terrible and guy. No, and it's offensive, yeah. And then replacing – what came out of the urn oh, with me. a cigarette ashtray. Yeah, that... 
complete I, with cigarette butts yeah. and all, which why is one of those sitting in the middle of a funeral home to begin with? Right. Who the fuck knows? And why Except would he do that? It was, it was, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like the, you made a connection with this man. He believed in you. And then you just desecrate him. Yeah. That's all di- for the sake of, of a, comedy. It's not which, idiocy. It's, it's it disrespect. It's not yeah. funny. Yeah. It's just mean. It is mean. And he yeah. has he has loved ones there. Like right. his nephew doesn't give a shit about him really. Right. But there are people who care about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yet everyone's perfectly fine with him being there. If I was like the, the his next of kin, I would have been like, look, security, get this motherfucker out of right. here right now. Yeah. And then just as a side note, this scene made me sad for a completely different reason as well. The guy playing the reverend yeah. who is officiating the, the funeral, wonderful, wonderful character actor named Rance Howard. Oh, he just died. He just passed away. He's Ron Howard's dad. Ron and Clint Howard's father. When we're recording this, right. like yesterday, yeah, for us, and that was another thing. Like and I were... just heard that, and it made me sad. And then I start watching this movie, and boom, there he is. And they talk over the entire priest. Mm-hmm. Nobody is listening to the service. Oh, nobody's listening to him at all now. And I was, I, I, I was aghast. Give, give the guy his due, would you? Let the priest do his thing, and then go through your all. But nobody was listening. So yes. Yeah, so thank you, Zip, for no, saying that. But yeah. But and, and, but for that specific point, it's everybody, even the people we're supposed to like. Courtney Thornsmith walks in in the middle of it and starts talking to Bradford. Yep. So they're talking while that's going on. And she's supposed to be likable. He right. uh, then talks to Raquel Welch. That talk goes on, and then Carrot Top is talking through the whole thing, and Everybody's especially talking. after passing the ashes around, and just yeah. it's oh it's ridiculous. God. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awful. Uh, and you know what? I guess it's another warning sign. If we see Jack Warden and or a relation to Ron Howard in any of our <laughs> movies, I'm going to get pissed about it. There you yep, go. There it is. Once again, there it is. Yep. So we get to the reading of the will on via a very intricately edited videotape. After, and it was like a Price is Right game show video. Yeah. And he gives Bradford, his nephew, his surfboard because he's like, this is my prized possession, my surfboard, which contextually that makes no sense. No. Well, right. Because what he does is – because he, he even says like because of your hard work, you've always been dedicated to this company and you know, you've made my company a, a, a shining – whatever the hell. And he says, as such, I'm giving you a surfboard. And then he gets to – you know the, the the owner of my company, of course, is going to be Edison, the guy I met yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my my new friend Edison. I give control. He gives him all of his controlling stock in the company, makes him chairman of the board. The the entire company is now in his hands because he's a dreamer, right? Just like me. Yep. That's the only reason he gives garbage. Yep. To his credit, Edison's like, what the fuck. Well, yeah, he doesn't understand he and even right. tries to give it away. He right. was like, well, I don't want that. He it. looks at Bradford's like, want to trade? And Bradford's like, yeah. Uh-huh. But then the executor of the will is like, oh, no, he made it clear that everybody gets what you get and that's it. Yeah. It's not legally. No swapsies. Though. I wish he had said that, but he didn't. <laughs> Cut to McMillan Industries the next day. It's this weird looking building with a giant light bulb on top. It looks like the mm-hmm. phone factory and like this really weird security guard that shows up. Toby. <laughs> he was my second. He was my second. I, hobo. I, I really yeah, liked yeah, him. Yeah. I really he was almost my hobo. Because uh, he, he's, that's a, that's an he's actor another who works character a lot. actor. Yeah. Uh, Fred Stoller is his name, and yep. he always 
Hey, yeah. uh, he's he's always the goofy. this soft-spoken, goofy yeah. kind of absent-minded guy, and yeah. that's exactly what he played in this, and he yeah. was hilarious. And he was great. Well, they were setting up great. like he'd have some kind of arc going on with. And there should have been, but we, yeah. we we get our setup, our first setup to um, a running joke throughout this movie, which is destroying Bradford's car. Bradford's car. He's right, a jag. He, he, he just got a brand new Jaguar. Jag. And whoever uh, directed or wrote or produced this movie really hated Jags. And Apparently. I find that really sad because yeah. that was a beautiful car. They 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 it slowly was. trashed it throughout the yeah. movie. Yeah, so. yeah. So like they first they take off his uh, his. They knock ornament. the jag off the the emblem off the front. Yeah, the little jaguar hood, coming out. Hood so ornament. Hood ornament. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Sure. I don't know why it's, I couldn't I, think fine. of that term for them. It's them. fine. Yeah. So Edison meets the board, and they all think he's a temp. I guess because so they, they demand coffee from him, so he brings in all the coffee. Then he introduces himself. He, I guess he makes coffee because he no, just he gives doesn't. like a guy with a banana with a straw does, on it. He doesn't make shit. He, he yeah, he just throws a bunch of shit together and then walks. They back seem to in. dig it because they like him. Well, yeah, because they play well, Twister. Once, once they figure out yeah. who he is, they all start kissing his ass. But the the main board members here, uh, Landers and Fremont, uh, played by Bill Irwin and M. Emmett Walsh. Who are two more? This movie is completely full of character actors. Yep. And I want to, I would give props to the casting director. Amen. Because that was, and we'll talk about this later, but the people that they cast in this movie and all of the supporting roles is the best thing about the movie. Amen. That's that's what they got right. Yes. Um, M. Emmett Walsh, who's been around for. Ever. Forever and has been in almost every movie you can possibly think of. Yeah, um, they were fun. They were yeah, fun. they were great. And then Bill Irwin, which there there are two different Bill Irwins. This is not right, the younger not one, the not the clown comedian right. guy. Cut back to Bradford on the phone with Raquel Welsh, who basically tells him like, "Hey, look, look, I'll still save the company, but you know your time is limited." And he's like, "All right, I checked out the will, and it turns out if the stocks drop below twenty dollars per share in value." then the company goes back over to me. Right. right. And so it's now his plan to sabotage and influence Edison to yes. make as many bad business decisions as possible so that he can inherit the company from that point. Yep. Okay. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and so he starts giving he starts giving Edison a tour of the factory. He, he mentions under his management, production has doubled and brutalities have tripled, but there you are. Oh. Which I actually laughed at. I, I did. I wrote that down. They have this weird exchange about helmets because Carrot Top comes. So he comes in with a helmet on. Carrot Top does not have one on. Mm-hmm. And yet he says, uh, Hey, what about helmets? And he goes, Nah, we don't need helmets. And then he takes his helmet off. And then as soon as he does, a wrench falls from God, apparently, and hits yeah. him on the head. And hits him right. on the head. Mm-hmm. And so next we get to these, these angry workers in this part of the plant who are pissed off about their Hours, their hours. and hours. the safety yeah, and production and all this stuff. And they're all rightly angry. Yeah. They're threatening, mm-hmm. they're threatening to strike. And that's where Bradford is saying, you know what? Fuck it. Do it. Strike. I dare you. Just, to, again, to make it look bad and reflect negatively exactly. on Edison's part. Okay. Fine. Pretty convenient timing, all things considered. Okay. So they then check out the R&D department, which is helmed by Otho. Yes! yes! Otho from Beetlejuice! Glenn I was so excited! Yes! Yeah. He, was, he was also my ho- um, almost a hobo. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was terrific. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. Yeah. But and and but he's the only guy in this R and D department. The R and D department is basically nothing now. But exactly. Edison, being the dreamer, decides to double his funding, and then Bradford apparently just wants to 
bankrupt the company because he says, yeah, go ahead. Right. Double it. It'll be a bad decision. But if you destroy the company to the point where it's worth nothing, then you've pretty much shot yourself in the foot. Raquel Welsh isn't going to be interested if there's no value in the company whatsoever. No, absolutely. I agree. Not for 30 mil at least. No. Right. So, but he's, you know, he's but, trying to know, make it logical, so the shares are under $20 so he can take control and and do what he wants to do is run everybody into the ground and all that kind of stuff and i i don't want to gloss over courtney thorn smith and um the guy who plays sort of like the union rep or the main guy those two were in the same movie those moments that they had about talking about Mm -hmm. hours and everything they were grounded they were real they were real and um i believed them and they at this point were the only likable people Except for Toby and Otho, right? But like I, they were in the movie. This movie should have been like mm-hmm. it felt like it was supposed to be Tommy Boy. So you're probably wondering at this point, you know, how, how much money is Edison now rolling in now that he has this new job? Now it's told to us that he is not paid in two weeks after starting, right? Which is weird. Weird. You think he'd have some assets to already delve into? Something. But again, this apparently airtight magic will that Armin drafted up. So that's why he's not able to pay rent yet. So he takes his two surfer buddies to work with him the next day to just hang out with him, I guess. I guess. And it's here that we scratch up Bradford's car because they hit his door. And so they decide to fix it by spray painting it, which is so stupid because they they scratch it up. Then they go to get spray paint. They come back, I guess, and they didn't bring the color for the car. They're they like, just hey, went look, with no, random they, paint no, they had no, in the I've, car. The, they paint, had the paint was in the trunk. Yeah. It was they just had there. spray cans in the trunk. Apparently. It still makes no sense because no, say, it makes no sense at they, all. They start with orange, and the car is green. Because that's because because he makes a point of saying yeah, it makes a point of saying the cap to the can indicates the color of the paint, but none of them have caps. So he just starts randomly spraying each one until they find it's like orange, no, purple, no. Well, this one's uh, yellow and blue, and yellow and blue together make green. Oh, okay, so they start spraying it together. And it kind of, sort of makes green. And then the next thing you know, they've painted the entire, entire car. car with graffiti. Because they wanted to give it graphics. And, and it, it looks terrible. No so we cut to Natalie. She shows up. She's not on board with Carrot Top yet. So she's she's handing him some reports saying, like, hey, here's the things you need to go over to make sure that the company doesn't go on strike. Here's the cost it will take to appease them versus the cost it will take to if they go on strike. Mm-hmm. And he responds to this by sexually harassing her. Because he's like, hey, why don't you come over for a, for a sleepover? And she's like, um, fuck you. Right. No, yeah. no. No. Not fuck you. No. Unfuck you. And so we, we, we have this moment with Edison, this brief montage where, oh, boo-hoo, running a company is actually hard. Because he's like sitting in bed trying to puzzle over how to make expectations met and how to make sure everyone's appeased and happy and part of a good company. And so his solution is to introduce Luau Wednesday. And profit sharing. And profit sharing. Yeah, Yeah. profit sharing on Luau Wednesday because they can't afford to give people the raises that they want at the time. And everyone's on board with that, so they all go to the beach to party, which is really weird because most people there, I think all but Carrot Top, are wearing business suits and business attire to the beach. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine how terrible it must have been to be shooting that day for all those actors as long as that must have taken? Right. Yeah. All in their business suits. That would have been yeah. fucking miserable. You would think like somebody would have at least taken their tie off while playing beach volleyball. Right. But no. No. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so ridiculous. So, yeah. So everything's fine and everybody's on board with Edison now. Yeah. Because of Luau Wednesday. Because he threw a party for the yeah. office. 
That's all it takes, business owners out there. Just have one party and you've won over your company. Well, obviously it worked because the next thing we find out is that these other major corporations are doing the right, same doing thing. The same they're thing. like, oh, well, they're going to have right. Taco Tuesday or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. yeah. And IBM is going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? And it boosts the value of the stock from like 50 bucks to $75 a share. Yep. Yep. Which uh, apparently yep. increases productivity, efficiency, morale. Right. Everything's whatever. going gangbusters. Everything. Yeah. And efficiency's up fifteen percent. We can only like guess that. this is before before week two because he's still not getting paid. Because he still paid. hasn't gotten paid. So after one party, after one beach party, and Which, the agreement to how do they share. pay for the party? I have no idea. Yeah. With company funds? None of this makes sense. Exactly. None of it makes Fuck sense. Fuck this movie. I smell some embezzlement. But hey, he finally buys a suit because he's actually, I mean, it's a, it's a dumbass looking one. It's but a he actually stupid looking one. suit. Because so yeah. up to now he's been like wearing, like he's been dressed like Hunter S. Thompson throughout the movie. Raquel then threatens to, to not give Bradford her money or fuck him apparently because that's apparently part of their deal. Yep. Because she's mean with him and she's like showing off her let. She almost has like a little base against yep. it moment. Bradford decides to respond by, he go, he breaks into Edison. Edison. It's fine. He breaks into Edison's office and starts looking through his idea book and then he decides, hey, I'm going to go take him out. To play tennis. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, are we in big now? Because this is where the big bad guy takes Tom Hanks out mm-hmm. to play tennis Pretty and much. beats the shit out of him. Yep. So we're at tennis now. And he shows up wearing a skirt because oh that's God. funny because, hey, he's a grown man See? in a skirt. It happened again. I it's just, hilarious. Oh we we loved the whole Annie dress up thing so much. We decided to do it again. Now we put him in a tennis skirt. And then they're having a talk on the sides after Edison gets his ass kicked at tennis because he sucks at it. And he's rings his sweat out into a cup that they do that gag where like he oh look bradford's about to drink it but then he doesn't but then he's about to then he doesn't then he actually does and then he reacts weird but then it just gets completely glossed over so brad then takes his time to be like hey look i'm going to encourage this dude to invest in these inventions and start developing them into actual ideas because again it's my strategy to actually get the company to crash bradford gets knocked out and edison goes to but get from the uh, the one of the tennis ball, ball shooter, shooter things, things. Like the practice yeah. that you practice with that shoots yeah. the tennis the balls nuts. out. And Edison hits him in the nuts, and then when he goes down on his pro. knees, it hits him in the head. He so, goes, yeah, so Edison then goes to find help, goes into the pro shop, and finds a well endowed, tall, blonde woman who is one of the instructors there, apparently, to give him a tennis lesson. And all of her dialogue is single entendre, basically. Yes. <laughs> We're going to make your tennis racket nice and hard for this. Yeah, exactly. Everything is talks about it's, yeah, the shaft and make it hard and balls and blah, 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 blah. It was (sighs) fucking ridiculous. And she doesn't, we don't see her ever again. It goes completely nowhere. No, it goes nowhere. The fact that he would get any play anyway is still confounding to me. Yeah. And then he's like, oh shit, I was supposed to help Bradford. Yeah. Yeah. They have an entire lesson and then they're sitting there smoking afterwards because was it good for you? Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. <laughs> She's smoking a cigarette and he's puffing on a cigar. And then he realizes, oh, wait, Bradford, and then gets up and runs Who away. And that's the end of the scene. Melted to his And then that's the end of the scene. Yeah. He le- yeah. When, before, before Edison left to go get help, he was like, here, watch my racket, which is completely busted. And he lays the racket on top of Bradford's face. So now, since he's been laying in the sun for hours, he has a sunburn pattern of the tennis racket on his which face. Which is only there for the next scene. Which is only right. there for the next scene, and that's it. Yeah. 
yeah. for one one gag, which you can barely see. Actually, yeah. right. it's really hard to see the actual line. Yeah, you can barely see it. I mean, he looks yeah. like he has like a like a Freddy Krueger kind of face going on. It looks kind of like fucked up, but like no, you don't see lines. You of don't me. see the actual line yeah. going across, and it's gone after that scene. It's gone. You and never then, see yeah. it again. Yeah, we never see it again. So because of the success, Natalie wants a piece of this, and so she agrees to go out with him, and they go to a museum and sit on a rock in an exhibit and eat lunch. Okay. It's the Natural History Museum. It's the Natural History Museum. Yeah. I have to say, there are moments in this scene mm-hmm. where he is honest and real, and it is beautiful. But it only happens here. There is a moment where I think... And not for the entirety. No, just, not for just the entirety. Just little moments here and them, there. And I think there was a moment where he actually legitimately made Courtney Thorne Smith laugh, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there were that that was the movie I wanted to see. That was the carrot top that we needed to see. There like that was in him. Right. Those moments are in this guy. And either he didn't want to do it mm-hmm. or the script didn't let him do it. Like I don't know if he was directed or whatever, but the fact that he could do those moments yeah. and have that natural glee and and uh, wonder. But once again, the direction could have easily been watch this scene in big. Right. Because it's the same goddamn thing. Right. It's the same scene with her not understanding what his problem is. Right. And then you have this moment where she realizes, oh, no, he's genuinely actually this way. Right. This movie is derivative you know? of every single type of comedy that came before it that did well. Right. That came 10 years before it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so I mean, I feel this, like we there were missed there were so many missed opportunities with this oh, character. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This was the only time I liked him. Mm-hmm. Well, up the, until this was the only scene. Up until the burping contest that apparently summons a demon. Well, there was a good line in that. Oh, so yeah, um, that. but well, yeah, but no, I mean, okay, yeah, I, I, there was lots of burping and farting in this movie too. I thought yeah. I was back at Fat Slags, but this mo- and it's her. It's her. Yeah, she's the one that does the the the, the, the demonic belt from hell. Well, and, and, we this, get, and we, again, we get a nice we get a nice uh, a shot of a product placement for Diet Coke. Right. Yeah. But this is where we get again who this movie is for. Right. Right. Because no, absolutely. girls can only be cool for thirteen-year-olds if they burp. As well as you do, right? Mm-hmm. But let's right. let's talk about this burp though, because she's like, I used to be the burp champion in my house, or whatever the fuck she says. And then she chugs a diet coke that's very meticulously handled in her hand, so we can <laughs> yes. see the entire logo. Absolutely, guys, I could really go for a diet coke right now. The diet crisp, coke. clear. That's taste. all I could think of were those like '80s commercials right. for diet coke. Seriously, I hate diet coke. and she belches the entire alphabet, but it's it's the most terrible. Uh, audio editing and the worst ADR yeah. because yeah. it sounds like Reagan from The Exorcist. Like she's like doing like a B C D. Yeah, there's Oh God! If only she had said that. No, she's like A B C D E F, and then she says something about Edison. And like there are different lines of dialogue scattered amongst the letters as she's going through the alphabet. It's creepy though. It's really yeah. The way it's done, it makes it sound like they just turned the the tone way down on her voice. but it doesn't sound like a burp at all. They have a nice date. So, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, she gives him the shocker, and this helps give him an idea because he, he then. <laughs> no, okay, okay, no, no, this, no, this. This is what ruined the entire scene for me because, yeah, I agree with you. There were some, it felt like genuine moments. He wasn't trying to go over the top, he right. was playing it real, and everything was fine. But then they come up to one of those. 
globe things that has the little the lightning shoot. What are those things called? The either, uh, the globe things with the lightning. It's, it's yeah. got the globe thing with a little lightning in it that you put your hand on and it, it and static the, the static. Yeah. Well, that's the full title. They of it. say it's yeah. static electricity because they say, oh, it's the thing, the static electricity, and you put your hand on it and it makes your hair go up. No, that's a Tesla coil. Right. <laughs> it is not this thing. This thing is not static electricity. I had one of those when I was a kid. Yes. It doesn't do exactly. that. This is not. That thing. The thing that has static electricity that makes your hair go up. It's the glass thing that has the lightning inside of it. They are two different, different things. things. Yeah. But in this movie, they put their hand on the lightning ball, and not only does the lightning not get attracted to their hand, suddenly their hair just goes up in the air. Right. And I'm like, no, no, you have failed science. <laughs> You're wrong. Fuck you. And to make it even more insulting, you don't even see their hands on it when their hair goes up. It right. always cuts to close. No, it them. does a close right. up of their head, so you just see their hair go up. Their hair is legitimately standing up, just like if you put your hand on a Tesla coil. But that begs the question: Why did they? So they obviously knew that you need. So to put why your hand didn't on a Tesla they just coil. have it a Tesla coil? Yeah. But I guess it was because the electric ball thing looked cooler. I don't know. That's such bullshit. But fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And they're about to kiss, and they get like a little zap between each other's lips and so this gives him the idea that he's been trying to work on for the longest time because he had this he has this master invention in mind that he's been trying to master but he hasn't been able to quite figure it out and this triggers it through a another rube goldberg machine in his Which, head this animation where, i really that was cool. liked yeah, yeah. The, the so the like he's he's sort of stunned and she's trying to snap him out of it and the camera focuses on his ear and zooms into his ear canal and then suddenly we see the interior of his brain which is a Rube Goldberg contraption uh, completely done in stop-motion animation. Yeah, and it was great. And I it liked was. It, it I was really it neat. Yeah. And so his master idea is to make a new TV dinner, which is literally a TV dinner. Let's talk about yes. oh so it. Is a, so it is a tray that when you open it up, the bottom part is like a regular TV dinner. It has like chicken fingers and mashed potatoes and peas and carrots, something like, like that. Like Swanson. Yeah, like a Swanson meal, which yep. they actually mention in the movie. But the top, the lid, when you open it up, that's where it has not only your silverware and your napkins attached, but there is an actual TV screen in the lid that actually broadcasts a TV, a TV signal. So yes. does this, and he says like, it's like $2 more than like a regular it's $2 TV dinner. more than a regular right. TV dinner. The, the radiation from the TV is what actually cooks the food like so, a microwave. So if it's 98, it'd be like what a $5 TV dinner. You can buy a yeah. television, a small screen TV for $5. You can $5. buy a small screen right. TV, but it only, it's only good for four hours. Right. Oh, did they say that? Yeah, he did yeah. say okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that, it's good for four hours. That's his master invention. And in lieu of this, he decides, I'm just going to go ahead and rush it into production based on Bradford's encouragement. Natalie encourages him yeah. not to, but he still does. He rushes yeah, it into so production. We still, there's a whole process you have to go through. We have to test it. We have to you know, get the approval from the FCC and right. from the yes. whatever they are. But he forces it through, but anyway, isn't legal, but he does. Right. Because he he's, just through. he's rich and he's white. and he, <laughs> As is everyone in the room, by the way. Yes. Yeah. And so it, it, it's a smash success, and we see, like, a big montage of people using it, including one that stood out to me. Like, you see prisoners watching it in jail? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're watching their soap operas and crying. Is mm-hmm. t- are TV dinners a thing that people do in prison? No. I've never been. No. <laughs> and it sounds like porn a little bit. She's well, like, I, oh, I, Johnny. I don't know. 
Like you can do like ramen or something like that, but I don't think you can do full TV dinner. It's still, exactly. But still, the fact that they get their own portable, like little mini TVs there, I don't care how cost effective right. it might be. But he, he uses profit, because I guess he's getting paid now. He uses his money now to pay the rent. He writes a check and gives it to the landlord. For a, fu- for a, a full, full year. year. Yeah. A full year's worth of rent. And then, and she's still being a bitch about it. He's just paid her for a year. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, but if any, the first sign of trouble from any of you, and I'm throwing your asses out. Right. Why is he still living there, too? No, I don't know. Why didn't he just buy a new place? Yeah. With better roommates, at least. Oh, my God. With no roommates. How? Kick these motherfuckers to the curb. They're useless. They're useless. And unfortunately, the check apparently bounces. Because he's bought all this other shit, too. Right. And his one roommate is trying to. To caution him to yeah, his credit. Like, are you sure you he's can afford to, all of this stuff? Are you sure you can do this? You know, whatever. So he's, he's like, yeah, I get paid in another two weeks. And then after that, I'll get paid again. And after that, right. I'll get paid again. But he has blown all of his money. So he writes the check for a full year's worth of rent. He's got like sea-doos and uh, all this junk that, right. that is now loaded up in the apartment. It's even more cramped than it was before. And then they go outside and he's he says he couldn't decide between buying a bowling alley or a limo so he so he combined the two and it's a a huge stretch limo but as the camera is panning down the side you hear the sound of a bowling ball rolling down the alley and then striking the pins even though you never see it right the end that's the intention is that there is a bowling lane inside the limo right and apparently he, he is now an asshole because of his success Yes. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he turns into a jerk. Can we just backtrack for just a second? Because right after the TV dinners, we get more inventions. And they work on the champagne tie, which I know a lot of people who would love that. Oh, no, absolutely. The bubbly tie. Right. And then there's the mendacity meter, which is a word I did not expect to hear from this movie. Mendacity. And it's a shirt that can tell if you're lying or not. And the only reason why I don't want to skip over it is because it it comes. They they nickname it the bull shirt. Right. The bull shirt. Yes. So if you're lying, it lights up and then it farts. So it's it's a white dress shirt. That ha- that lights up and makes farting sounds, right? So, because yeah. if you if you lie, because Otho's making well, stuff. Well, we say farting sounds. It's the sound of someone shitting, right? Basically, yes. So, but they've got lots of these um, new inventions. Stuff is happening. Things are cool, and then yes, and then we get the lawsuit. So with the lawsuit, because yeah, that we we cut to this. They're watching the news, and we cut to this news announcement where they have this uh, five million dollar lawsuit being pressed against the company over radiation because apparently these TV dinners are causing radiation with people, and the guy they're interviewing on the news takes off his shirt on the news and has them turn they the turn lights the out. lights out and he's glowing green oh, oh, oh guys this is where i get mad <laughs> oh no i <laughs> get mad and and the, and the thing is is that the the they do explain what really would have happened to him but not until the very end of the movie exactly. and it's like really right. it took you that long to figure out that radiation does not make a person glow Really? Fail at science once again. Oh wait, this is this is the extreme fail at yeah. science. Also, okay, let's just spoil it. It's bullshit. Right. It's we not know it's actually bullshit. it's it's actually his product that he designed. It's, it's a product that he came up with called uh Glow Goo. And the whole point <laughs> was that you can coat your surfboard with it so that way it glows so you can you surf, surf at, at night. night. And Bradford stole Bradford it. stole the idea book earlier yes. and looked through it, so he ripped out those pages from yeah. the idea book. So this guy 
yeah. this this guy under Bradford's employee just mm-hmm. slathers himself with this uh, with, with the glow goo, glow goo yeah. stuff, and then just shows up to the news and just says, "Hey, look, I got radiation. See, turn the lights off. Put me on your channel." No, it doesn't yeah. work like that. <laughs> no. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, it no. <laughs> this isn't how life works, and you can't just say, "Hey, look, lawsuit against an entire fucking company." Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Fake fucking news. Yeah. Right there. This is I bullshit. Right there. Yeah. This guy gets an, an entire company in jeopardy because he just shows up on the fucking news with a, some crazy man's glue all over his body. Yeah. And it's apparently yeah. enough to crash the stocks. No Jack. medical certification whatsoever no. saying this has actually happened. Jack is jumping up and down. It's all the honor system. That's how this movie works. It's all the honor system. Basically, yeah. That yeah. is how this movie works. It's... it's, oh. it's, it's <laughs> yep. Deep breaths. No. <laughs> There's no time for that. There's more of this bullshit ahead of us. Thank yeah. you. Oh. <laughs> Give, oh, him Give him a hug. Give him a hug. Sound nice. engineer's giving me a hug right now. So nice. Because the cat ran away. Yes. <sighs> okay, guys. Our Just sound remember, engineer is our support animal. You. Nick Cage loves you. <laughs> There it is. Just all is right with the yes. world. Come the fuck on, movie. I look, I but know yeah, this is a stupid it's, comedy. It's really stupid. It's about a guy who, who fixed a dude's car and became the head of a company the day after. I get it. But my God, guys, come on. Right. This is this is beyond logic. This is this isn't okay. And basically, yeah. Just, so oh, he's without, so without he's third down. act of the movie. <laughs> so without, yeah, without any proof, without <laughs> any actual legal documentation, anything, this one guy goes on the news and says, look, I'm glowing because this TV radiated me and that puts the entire company at jeopardy their stocks start crashing and it's all based on just one person who says look at me it must right. be true yep that and that's like it wendy's getting shut down after the finger incident right yeah exactly like, right i need to take off my shoes because he was kneeling he although was i just held wendy's chili ball. last night and it's still delicious i don't care wendy's if chili is the not. best man it, it's even better with fingers in it seriously yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> even though unfortunately a different restaurant has finger licking good as their motto that's uh, true they're, they're talking about the company crashing they're literally watching the stocks plummet dollar by dollar by dollar right. until look it hits 18 dollars per share and yep. wumpity wump Looks like Bradford's now in charge of the company, and so he puts on full asshole mode and you know fires Edison, gives him a box with the broken up surfboard from yeah. the yeah. So his uncle's surfboard has been shredded, shredded. into a bunch of different pieces Which, and put in a box. And there's a timeline here. Would you, were you guys expecting more from that? Yes. I was definitely, because yeah. the whole thing was in the video when he says, I give you my, my surfboard, my prized possession, my surfboard. And he and then he says, like, remember, uh, the surfboard will always have the answer. Right. Or something there's like that. There's always yeah. money in the banana stand. Exactly. Yeah. So you thought, oh, well, maybe there's something, something to the surfboard. that's going to come back. Yeah. So when so when he hands him the box full of the shredded surfboard, he says, guess what? I, I looked and it didn't have the answer or something like that. Right. And then that's it. And that's it. That was the payoff for mentioning the surfboard would have the answer? No. No. Just... No. No. So, and there's there's a timeline here like at a certain is it noon or something like that where we hit a certain time of day and Bradford officially gets the company because Edison and his roommates are rushing to get proof that the TV dinner did not 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's glowing. I, I think it's like by the end of the business. Yeah, day it or doesn't. Whatever. The timeline on this movie makes no. It sense. It makes no sense. What at all? No. No. It, at I all. mean, ultimately, it doesn't. And matter. it doesn't matter. They patent but, and create all they do in apparently just two weeks because that's, right. it's only until that point that he starts making his money. Yeah. Right. Right. So then. So R and D is developed is held, maintained by one person the entire movie. Otho right. and you know Edison comes Edison. in too. Right. Yeah. That's a hell of a productivity. So they so after after he hands uh, Edison the box with the sh- the splintered uh, surfboard. surfboard and and uh, and has him fired. The security take him out. Right. Uh, Bradford starts making all the changes. He's going to fire everybody, um, uh, especially men who have full heads of hair are automatically fired just because Bradford is balding himself. Right. And like he's going to make all these changes. He's cutting all the the pensions. Uh, he's he's firing all the workers who are going to strike. All this stuff. So while all that stuff is going on, he has uh, Otho from R and D bring all of the inventions that he's created That's right. up to this office and the secretary runs in is like oh no he's gonna he's gonna freak out if he sees all this stuff here so she grabs the shirt the bull shirt and like wipes it off and then puts it on a hanger and puts it in the closet right and then when bradford shows up um otho turns to leave and hits him and bradford spills coffee on his shirt that's right so he takes that shirt off and he grabs the, the shirt, shirt out of the closet which is the bull shirt right. yes thank you so yeah. that has happened exactly. meanwhile yeah the the roommates are sleeping in a lifeguard uh shack, shack. Yeah. and uh edison slept on the ground next to a sand mermaid and is making out with her and it's disgusting, disgusting. but they're friends again though so it's but okay. now they're friends again even though they've been thrown out of their house and, and then edison um, throws away his dream book in the trash and they're like no 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 no, you can't do that don't do that and then he puts it basically puts it together that the that glow, glow goo. goo yeah is, the glow goo the, those pages have been ripped out of the dream book which he should have recognized when he saw the shade of the glow in the dark on the news when the first uh, yeah right. he should have noticed it right off the bat right but yeah whatever but so then they rush to the boardroom yeah so yeah, they, which, by the way they're already so like in this boardroom they have so Raquel Welsh has already made her appearance in there yes she's about to them. sign they're gonna sign over the papers and the company right. and all yeah. that stuff and then like, and oh, they no. say they're gonna fight him and he says oh well everyone you know who has controlling shares <laughs> raise your hand if you want to vote for, oh i have 51 percent, so uh, i say yes so therefore it's a done I deal win, yes. yeah and, and and so they're making it this is the first announcement that that she's taking over the company it's being sold despite mm-hmm. that when they arrive when carrot top and his buddies arrive at the at the at the factory it's already been taken apart. We already see like some people were moving the signs and the logos right. off of the top of the building. It's like, what? Did yeah. I did, did I miss a scene? Like, what's, no. what's happening here? And yeah. so, so they run in. They somehow get past security. How they do that is beyond me. So uh, I want to go back to what you guys were saying earlier with the whole bullshit shirt thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the actual title because it's stupid. Yes. <laughs> the thing has a l- large protrusion from the front of the shirt. How did he not put it together? That's what it was, or right. something was up. Oh no! Once he yeah. That oh on. no! I mean, you you it, absolutely it no noticed what shirt you were wearing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And they call him out for that, and they they call him out for using the glow goo stuff. And he says, "No, I had nothing to do with it." And of course, he starts his shirt starts. And of course, farting. the shirt starts going off. And yeah. everyone there takes a lie detector that has been patented at at face value, and they give him the boot for it. Right. He runs off. Sidebar. 
Yeah. Why is it Raquel Welsh ever approached Edison? Yeah. She's yeah. been a complete collusion with, with Bradford up until now. Right. Why did she never say, hey, I'd like to make you an offer for your company? Stupid. Yes. Uh, Correct. Yeah, Bradford runs up the building. He sees his car has been further destroyed by that sign that fell. And so he tries to get into uh, uh, Edison's car, which is... You know, again, a crazy peewee Herman type contraption with its own security system. And he somehow mm-hmm. thinks he can even hotwire this car in the first place without going onto the dash for the wires or however the fuck you do that in the movies. Right. Or even without any keys. He just gets in the car and he starts, tries turning the steering wheel and says, Why won't this thing start? Gee, buddy. Uh, <laughs> take a moment. <laughs> think about what you're doing. Right. Yes. Read the script, maybe. Wait, never mind. That's not helpful. No, no. that and, doesn't help anything. And, of course, the thing – what does it do to him again? It's doesn't like, it knock him in the balls? Yeah. yeah it, there's a uh, – like a – the emergency the, break. Um, uh, some metal in the shape of a foot right. comes up from the floorboard and gets him right in the crotch. Yeah. So. Which was alluded to back at the beginning. Yes. When the old guy that died, that gave him the company. Harmon. When he, when he first got in the car – and was talking about all the neat things. And, and Car- or Edison's response was something to the effect of, well, you should see the security system. Right. You would get a kick out of it yes. or something yeah. like that. Uh, Fucking an hour later, there's right. finally a payoff for finally that setup. Bringing that around. So anyway. Yeah. And the day is saved. The company saved. Hooray. And shocker. Because her last name is Stockwell. Natalie is given the company by Carrot Top. And who's like, hey, can I be in your R&D department? She's like, you can be in my D department. Yeah. And then she agrees to give him the, uh, the R&D department, I guess, with yeah. Otho. Yep. And that's it. I mean, we, They kiss we, and we're done. We, then they're at the beach and he's surfing and he hits a rock. And then we get a one more last gag where his landlady shows up and gives him CPR with her tongue. Yeah. Because we haven't seen that joke in anything else. Ever. Ever. The fucking end. Thank God. We're just going to take a quick break and be right back with some trivia. Okay, we're back. So trivia on this movie. You guys dig up anything? No, um, I just uh, wanted to clarify. We, we talked about it earlier, but we couldn't come up with it right offhand. The, the landlady. Yes. Played by Estelle Harris. Best known as George Costanza's mother Mom, from that's Seinfeld. that's right. Yes. Yeah. As well as the voice of Mrs. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. That's correct. Yeah. That's where you would best know her from. Yeah. Well, and why they nice had one. her with the voice box in the... <laughs> made no sense because her voice is one of the most distinguished voices why would you in cinema. That? And again, all she did with that is just take a cigarette out of her mouth at the very end before she gives him CPR. Yeah, and that was... Yeah. There's uh, no there's no reason. It's no. not like she was blowing smoke into his mouth or something. It was ridiculous. No, it, it made no sense. Yeah. This movie has uh, gotten some nominations, no wins. Uh, it was nominated for two Razzies, one for Worst Supporting Actress with Raquel Welsh, the other being... Uh, worst new star being character and it was also nominated for a stinker for most painfully unfunny comedy yes oh yeah. that is for sure budget wise not so great it uh the budget was 10 million dollars but it grossed 181,000 dollars 233 that's 181,233 dollars too many just a random bit of trivia if you go into imdb and do a search for chairman of the board the first thing that comes up is actually Frank Sinatra. Then, then the second credit would be this movie. This. Uh. <laughs> As a final insult. Mm. It's not good. good. Hello, Edison. How are you? I'm busy. I'm busy. 
Best line, worst line. Okay, oh, I got a best line. I was going to say, I know you guys have got <laughs> one. Uh, and this came from Bill Irwin, everybody. Uh, so this was in the board meeting. There were a lot of just one-offs that I thought were great. And Bill yes. Irwin had a bunch of these. But this was my favorite because he really shot back at Bradford. Because mm-hmm. Bradford really had it in for this guy. Yeah. Bradford says something about his age or something like that. And Bill Irwin goes, oh, jerk me off and meet me at the moon. <laughs> yes. To which Bradford had no comeback. He had no that comeback. That was the first time. They was like, I, uh, I got nothing. Yeah. And it was just coming from that old guy, and it was so unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, it made me laugh. Uh, I had, I actually had two best lines. And one, just because uh, it was, because it's a perfect example of how Larry Miller committed to this character, as he does in all of Everything the movies he that does. he does. Yes. It's uh, one, he's, where he's, he's on his cell phone. And he walks out to see his car yet further destroyed. And whoever he's talking to on the phone, he's like, yeah, I'll do And then completely demolishes the cell phone in his hand. And and as it's completely destroyed, right before he drops it, he's like, ah, I'll call you back. And then drops the phone. No, that, was yes. a, that was good. And yeah. it was it was it a was great fun. moment. And like yeah. that's just moments like that for him is what made me enjoy his character. Yes. Um, because even though it's very similar to the character he usually plays in all of his, uh, specifically um, the Nutty Professor, but the moments like that really uh, is uh, accentuated what he did in this movie. Um, the other one, though, my the one I laughed the hardest at was our good buddy, the security guard. Oh, Toby! For the last time, when when he gets called up. After Edison and his roommates have come in to expose Bradford for the liar that he is, then security comes up. He walks in. He's like, all right, pull over. Wait, that's not right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The timing was was impeccable. And just his calm demeanor of, okay, everyone. And he's supposed to be like the head security guard for this place. It just was fantastic. My best line was also from Larry Miller. It's when they're at the funeral, and he they're talking about whether or not he expects to get a large amount of money. He says, I'm his only living relative, and he doesn't have cats, so it's a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yes, did like that line. Right. That was cool. yep, and he that doesn't have good. cats. Uh, worst line, Adina, worst what you got? Mine was at the end when uh, Courtney Thorne Smith gets the company, mm. and he says, I want to go back to being Edison. That's a job that I'm good at. Uh, no, you're not. Liar. Yeah. That's so not a job, you, you, yeah, it's not a job, and you're you not good at. Paid for it, as we yeah, know. you haven't been good at anything. So nope. no, you're wrong. Fuck you, movie. Yeah, uh, for worst line, basically anything Carrot Top says. Dang. Um, but except for the natural, I actually reason. landed on something else, and it's actually it's not even a line of dialogue. On top of uh, Macmillan Industries. The big light bulb that constantly gets turned on and off as things are either going well or bad for the company. But on the light bulb is, I guess, the company motto, where idea is king. Yeah. Yeah. Let that soak in for a second. This is where the fish lives. Where idea (laughs) is king. 
king. And it, it, I probably, if we had only seen it one time, I probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. But since they show it at least 15 times throughout this movie, I started paying attention. And then I'm like, what? What? Speak English much? No. What the fuck does that mean? No idea. Where idea is king? Eh. No. So that so just because we see it so many times throughout the movie that it pissed me off to the point where that that was my worst line. My worst line was when there when when um, Raquel Welsh is about to take over the company and she grabs onto Larry Miller's ass in mm-hmm. victory and he says, "I believe I just got a raise." I I almost just closed my computer as hard as I could mm-hmm. and walked away. But I, didn't, yeah, I, was, I saw the I saw the time. It was, it's yeah, almost, over. almost, it's almost over. Yeah, done. I could make it. Speaking of drinking game, well, every time anytime there's a worthless invention, yeah, 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 that's why I put yeah. yeah worthless invention. Anytime they tr- trash his car. So lastly, what do they do right in this movie? As we've said a couple of times before, it's it's all of the the auxiliary characters, all of the the, the, the supporting there. cast. Yep. I give all props to the casting director because all of those character actors are what made the movie bearable enough to sit through. It's Indeed. just waiting for them to come back and do yes. something. The all of the 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 old men on the board of uh, I mean Jack Warden for the three minutes that, that he's, he's in, in this it. movie, yep. he was fun to watch. Um, that Toby. they all knew what they, what kind of movie they were in and they did what they could with what they had. Exactly. And that's, that to me is really the only redeeming thing about the film. Yeah. The, the sound was horrible. Horrible. The animation was good. That one. The animation was good. Yeah. I liked that. I thought there were some actual real movements. What? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I really they wish they had had more first. moments of that. Yeah. We got two. Yeah. Right. And there were. Almost no people of color. There was one. One of the roommates was one black. Of the roommates. There were no women on the board. Uh, just in no. General. The entire board was were white, old white, white men. men. Yeah. So, but I mean, given everything, you know, the char- I agree. The the animation was good, and those character actors, and then there were some real connected moments. Mm-hmm. And speaking of inventions that are completely worthless, the flaming cinematic turd meter. I won't go full bore on this one because there there were some good things about it that I did enjoy, but everything else can die in a fire. So, uh, yeah, I would go on this one a four. Well, that's it for this episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, it's brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. I'm so glad I don't have to watch this movie again. Yeah, don't. No, no don't never, watch never, it. Never, never. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. Next time... Zad...